1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, The Australian Story. This is episode 77, and I'm excited to be here once again with our co-host and executive director from Melbourne South, Mr Brent Edwards, for our first episode that we are officially recording for 2022.
0: Hi, Brent. Hi, V. Uh, Happy New Year and Happy New Year to everyone here, although um, this will probably come out in a couple of weeks' time after we've recorded this, but, uh, you know, you... uh, yeah, you're still in holiday mode down there at uh down there at phillip Island. and um you know i've been back into it for a couple of weeks already so uh you yeah, know i've done a have uh, done an executive director summit in adelaide we've just had our B&I regional charity golf day on friday so uh, yeah it's uh it's like we're well into it here already but um you know uh that's okay um you know the more you sit idle the uh you know, the uh, the harder it is to actually get ahead. But you know, twenty twenty one, we had some amazing results in BNI Australia, and uh, we just recently got some uh, stats through on that. And BNI members in Australia passed four hundred and eighty six million dollars worth of referrals uh, last year. So that was, um, you know, we're so close to knocking on the ball, uh, knocking on the door of half a billion. Uh, within our organisation, that came from 319,000 referrals and 405,000 one-to-ones.
1: It's just amazing. And every time that we look at our KPIs and traffic lights um, in BNI, I always think to myself... You know, we're sitting in a meeting and someone says, you know, bring a visitor, and we think, oh, one is not going to make a difference, but you don't realise that one visitor makes a massive difference, not only to the people in the room but also our stats as as an Australian BNI network.
0: Well, I've, we've actually done a bit of research in our region on this and, um, you know, bringing visitors along is so important because every new member you add to a chapter of, I, I believe it was... Uh, 30, uh, chapter 30, every new member you add is worth over $100,000 a year worth of thank of for closed business, regardless of what your C-value is in your chapter. So what we find is when those chapters actually uh, uh, around 30 start growing, every uh, extra person they add is worth $100,000 a year, which is, you know, why wouldn't you invite people if they're going to bring in that much uh, that much sort of uh, income? Uh, b i Worldwide... Um, it passed $18.6 billion worth of business last year. Now, I remember a few years ago, we were around about the $13 billion mark and uh, Graham Weimel had a, um, you know, we're spoken about BHAGs here, big, hairy, audacious goals. He had a BHAG uh, that our members would pass $20 billion worth of business. So we're not far off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, that mark could be hit uh, very soon.
1: So, actually, I wanted to ask you today, um, what should we be doing as a BNI network? We get back into it. We're facing some challenges. We know that. But this is nothing new. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. Should we all be, as chapters, creating our own BHAG goals for each chapter?
0: Absolutely. Chapters should, you know, should be creating goals. And you know what? And I've, I've been talking to chapters already because I've been to a few chapter meetings already uh, this year, unlike you, Bea, but uh, <laughs> But um, I've been talking Sorry, to chapters.
1: I'm still on holiday, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to chapters about um, the amount of, um, you know, we, we're being fed hysteria by the media um, with all this. And I've been talking to chapters and people are scared. You know, it's working. It's making people scared. And but we've got to really rise above that hysteria, and unpack it with facts. And the fact of the matter is, you know, what we're dealing with now is like um, four times less, uh, you know, potent than what we were dealing with previous. Um, we've got vaccinations, social distancing's in place. Still, we can, you know, we can we can wear things on our face to stop that. We can still social distance. And, um, you know, we can still, you know, go into venues and, and have meetings with all those protocols that we had 12 months ago. Um, so, you know, we've really got to unpack this and say, you know, listen, this is just media driven hysteria in a lot of instances, and we've got to rise above that and be better than that. So, um, you know, for our groups, you know, I know they're scaring you, but, you know, I like to say it's, it's, it's not that bad you know, uh, to what we faced, you know, over 12 months ago.
1: I think you're you're right. And I think whatever side of a fence someone sits on, whatever their heart truly believes, and we know that people truly believe what they truly believe, we just need to get back to business. And that's why I'm really excited. I've seen a couple of um, the chapters I'm involved with getting back face-to-face where they can and they're dealing with challenges with hospitality at the moment as they are. Um, But also you're right, even me being able to be in Phillip Island and being able to be part of this... this just by using Zoom, there's nothing stopping me from getting back to business, no matter what's going on in the outside world. So I really appreciate the technology, and I just reckon we need to embrace it at the moment. And whatever you need to do to keep supporting your BNI members, do a great job as a BNI member, and create a massive goal for your chapter so that we can all just get on the same train and get off the uh, off the COVID train and get on to back to business train.
0: Yeah, well, just before we get on to our guests, I'd just like to say. This one thing, B and I gives you certainty in an uncertain world.
1: Yeah. The last two yeah. years, we yeah. haven't
0: missed a we have missed a meeting. We've kept on doing business. We've just we're we're nimble. We've adapted. We can do things. We can go face to face. We can go online. We can go blended. We can go hybrid. We're nimble now, and uh, and we haven't missed a meeting. And it's a it's a one bit of certainty that our, our members and their businesses can rely on week in week out, and mm-hmm. that hasn't changed. So, you know, keep that in mind going forward for, uh, for 2022. This stuff will sort itself out.
1: Well, the other thing that hasn't changed is our BNI Australian Story podcast and fantastic guests joining us every week to share their stories.
0: Absolutely. And we have a person from our region here today, Veronica, we're off to eastern Victoria. And we have Jeff Steedman with us from Riviera, Riviera Canceling, sorry I'm <laughs> <laughs> rusty first one back for the year the and pan uh, pan Jeff's pan. actually the president of BNI in Bansdale. so uh, if welcome you don't know pan. where Bensdale is it's right in eastern Victoria I think the 90 mile beach, uh, uh, lakes entrance down that part of the world. Welcome Jeff and welcome to the BNI Australian Story podcast.
2: Thank you very much Brent it's great to be here.
0: So, uh, Jeff, can you tell us um, how long you've been a member of BNI and how you actually found out about BNI, please?
2: Yeah, I've been a member for uh, four years, and uh, I actually had just returned to East Gippsland after a sojourn of six years down in Melbourne. And uh, I opened up the local paper and there was an article about uh, a local chapter which had been running for one year, Bensdale BNI, and I thought, great way to rejoin the local community. Uh, rang up invited myself and uh, have haven't looked back from there
0: so uh, you you've actually found out the an article from the local paper and this yeah. is actually one of the things that goes to show is um, yeah it's not one f- size fits all like a lot of city chapters a lot of the businesses really don't look at the local newspaper going around but a lot of our regional chapters yeah. now that's their mm. lifeline to what's going on around the place so you know, what might not work for a city chapter in getting those articles submitted to the local press will work for a regional chapter, and, and Jeff's um, proof in point as well. So um, once you got in amongst it, what made you want to actually join that group?
2: Um, I, look, it was very clear right from the first meeting that there was a, a very strong sense of belonging and connection amongst the members, um, and that they truly looked after each other. It was, it was very clear. you could You could see that. And I've noticed that whenever we have visitors um, since then, since I joined, that that's the first thing they remark on is the networking and the close connection. Um, It it was a no-brainer to join, Brent.
0: Awesome. And we've got you on today because uh, you um, have become a published author as well uh, during that time and um, with a a new book. Now, what's the name of the new book that you've uh, actually um, published?
2: The book is Becoming a High Quality Leader. It's your choice.
0: It's your choice. And uh, you even got our founder uh, of b doctor Ivan Meisner, to write, um, to write a forward to this book uh, as well.
2: I did. I strong-armed him and he had no choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what Dr. Ivan Meisner says is uh, this is a little book with a lot to say about how to get the best out of your team. Knowing what truly motivates people and how to tap into this truly uh, tap into this as a uh, truly outstanding tool for any leader to have in their tool belt. So, um, so kudos to that. And I know he 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 would have had a bit of a read through it um, beforehand and not just uh, you know paid lip service to uh, yeah. to writing yeah. it forward just because you are a I member. And how did that actually come about?
2: You yeah. just uh, reached out. Yeah, I, I reached out uh, several times and managed to get past the, the various barriers. Uh, between one, the, the gatekeepers. gatekeepers. Um, just a little bit of persistence. And I think uh, that's certainly one thing I, Ivan is very uh, aware of. Um, persistence, attitude, I think, as he says often, uh, attitude beats, I, I don't know the exact quote, but attitude beats talent anytime. time. Um, and he, he, I, I stuck with it and got there.
0: And being a um, being an author himself of twenty uh, something books, I, I know Ivan is very supportive of uh, of, of the membership actually uh, publishing uh, publishing books. And I, even within the organisation, he had uh, at one stage. I don't know if he runs it uh, still, but he had a um, he had an author mentoring uh, group within the organisation at one stage. Really? A couple really? of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, that was a uh, that was something he did, and uh, they 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 met on uh, uh, it was pre Zoom days, but they met on used to meet on teleconferences and uh, and actually um, get together and go through those things.
1: Can I just ask, Jeff, what is it that you actually do in BNI? What is your specialty?
0: <laughs> we probably should have covered this at the start.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apart from being very persistent. <laughs> Uh, my my uh, business is Riviera Counselling Service, and uh, I actually do counselling and consulting. Uh, and it's an interesting um, thing, V. Often when I go to um, seminars in places like Melbourne or e- even overseas, people ask, what do you specialise in? And being a country person, my answer, um, it's, it's uh, partly humorous, but it's also very t- true, is people. Uh, yeah. It's a bit like a country GP. You deal with everything. So I don't just deal with adolescents or just deal with couples or relationships. I deal with a whole gamut of things. And part of that means that I'm a consultant to uh, a lot of industrial groups, the local power industry, Latrobe power industry, um, uh, government groups as well, um, because in the country, you get tapped on the shoulder to do a little bit of everything.
1: So can I just ask how when you read this uh, article in the local newspaper, you felt that BNI or networking was going to help your business when it sounds like pretty much you could work with anybody anyway why did you feel like BNI might be a a great way for you to do that
2: simply because if you you understand um, people and you understand working with people you know that networking um, is the best way of being able to to work and in the country it's even more important than in the city Um, your network is everything Um, if, if you sully your name if you don't do the right thing uh, it's a relatively small network. The word gets out very quickly. If you have a team of people working for you um, and and they can help you with opening doors and connecting with people um, and just also as a single practitioner, having a group of people that you can bounce ideas off, all of those things appeal to me greatly because most of the time I work on my own. All right. And
0: what was the thing that uh, that drove you to actually uh to publish a book about
2: leadership. Yeah, I, as I said, I've been working with leaders quite a bit. Uh, I've trained all of the uh, management at uh, both the um, local uh, um, power station, uh, Luoyang Power Station. So all of their leaders I've trained, and uh, it was pretty obvious that people don't understand how to get the most out of the people they lead. They don't understand what motivates them, um, and there's a lot of stuff being written that's, well, frankly, it's pretty damaging and, and destructive and, and actually leads to the exact opposite. Um, so I, I thought, well, I can, I can write something that's going to summarize that in a few words. And as I think Ivan said, it's a little book that has a lot to say. I haven't padded it out with lots and lots of guff. I've made sure it's concise. I've made sure it's clear. I just want to give that message out and give, give it as clearly as I can.
0: So um, i noticed through the excerpt you uh you sent me that um one of the things was um with leaders in companies so one the first thing they usually think of to try and increase profits is um, up people's workload and and then cut costs yep. and try and do it cheaper yep. which yep. is a that is the most demotivating factor you could ever um you could ever see so tell us a little, a little bit more about that
2: Yeah, um, there was a fella around, um, some of you may know the name, but uh, a fellow by the name of Chainsaw Al Dunlap um, in the US. And Chainsaw Al specialised in taking companies and improving the bottom line. And he did that by exactly what you just said, Brent. He would would, um, cut costs by um, increasing people's workloads and decreasing what he paid and getting cutting out all of the middle management, get rid of all the rubbish, he said. And it worked every time, except for in about four to five years' time when the company collapsed, when the business collapsed, because all that experience, all that goodwill, all that trust, all that desire to work for the company was gone. And uh, he actually wrote a book um, recanting all of the things he did back in the 60s and 70s. So uh Chainsaw owl become more like Blunt Tooth owl.
1: <laughs> because you're saying all those words, I'm thinking what comes to mind is our b members that have possibly been with us for a year and then maybe decided it's not them for whatever reason. And you just don't realise, just as you were saying that, then all of the investment that you make by turning up to those meetings every week, you may not see the dollar sign straight away, but the, you know, the, the relationships and, and the, the credibility that you've, you've you've been able to grow throughout your presence in there, what you've actually done for other members, your contribution, the trust that you've built, the relationships that you've started to engage in, created
2: foundations, that, and then all of a sudden that they leave. Now, what would you say to those members? Yeah, I would say that um, in real, real estate, the saying is um, position, position, position. When you're dealing with people, it's relationship, relationship, relationship. That's everything. If you don't do relationships well, you are not investing in the future. Whether that's the future of your business, your personal life, your health and well-being, it doesn't matter. Everything comes down to relationships. and it you know you can't get a return unless you invest and the investment you need to put in is time in particular and energy. Um, obviously with givers gain, um, as part of the B and well the, the absolute underlying core of B and I, if you really follow that, if you really genuinely operate from give us gain, you will build those relationships in ways that will give you a return that you can't even imagine, and you don't know when it will come, uh, you don't know how it will come, but it will come. Love it. Yeah, I I'd like to
0: sort ahead. of um, yeah take that a little bit further. It's you know um, and you know relating it back to well in business and in B it's all about creating an environment where people want to be.
2: Yeah,
0: and if you don't create that, uh, and 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 people got buy-in, people got a bit of ownership, people got a bit of pride in what they do. And if you don't create that environment, people will leave because they don't want to. They they want to feel like they're a part of it. They want to feel wanted, and they want to enjoy. It. You know whether it's go- going to work or going to a and I meeting, they want to actually you know enjoy the experience. They don't want to dread actually. Oh, I've got to turn up to this thing this week, or I've got to you know I don't want to get up and go you know go into the office because no one appreciates me. And um, you know if you can actually um, you know change your uh, your environment to that. And I, um, I I I heard a thing a few years ago by. Um, uh, Stephen R. Covey, who is um, the son of Stephen Covey, and he said um, giving people more responsibility and giving people more ownership of what they're doing within a business, people preferred that over a pay rise, you know, giving, giving people that responsibility and, and, and you know, they preferred that, that over a particular pay rise. And that tells you that, um, that people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. need to be shown to be appreciated. Uh, need to be shown to be um, uh, appreciated, recognised as well. And uh, that that recognition side of thing is, is worth more than uh, monetary value to a lot of people. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So true. Absolutely, Brent. And, and, and that's actually a neat little segue into what the book's all about. Uh, and people might think that was set up, but I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to buy the book now. You know what it's all about. <laughs> It's beautiful. There's a, there's a lot of people out there who now understand that um, it's not about driving your people, it's about driving the process. Um, driving your people gives you the best, worst possible result. Driving the process will give you the best possible outcome. And when we when we really focus on on what motivates people, what you just said from the younger Kovey is quite true. It takes and, and the research shows this, it takes a huge amount of money, huge, to try and lure someone away from a workplace where their needs are being satisfied, where they're happy to be, where they like getting up every morning and they're not thinking, oh, i got to go to work. They're thinking, boy, I've got to go to work. I'm looking forward to what we do today. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you offer them, you can't get them out of there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know Richard Branson always says, would say things like, "You know, look after your staff and uh, and do the right thing by your staff, and they won't want to go anywhere." Yep.
2: Yeah. It's and it's it's about knowing how to look after your staff, and I think often people want to look after their staff, and they they only look after one aspect. So they they might say, "Well, you know, I pay my staff really well." that's only one aspect that's not, and it's not even the most important aspect for a lot of people. And because we don't understand what motivates people, because we don't understand the five needs that all human beings have, um, we all know what they are, but if I asked you to, to list them, you wouldn't be able to come up with them. i guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done this in a room of uh, 200 people. And I've said, what, what is it that the five things that every human being needs, they, they didn't get past three. Certainty <laughs> contribution
1: sense of value community yeah there'd I go two, I got two of them
2: <laughs> damn it you put me on the spot I need a longer <laughs> <laughs> and and see it begs a, it begs the point if if we are not consciously aware on a daily basis what everybody needs what we need Yeah. How effectively do we go about meeting them? We don't. It's hit or miss. And this is what happens to people. They say, oh, that was a fantastic day. Why can't I have a day like that all the time? I'll tell you, it was a fantastic day because your needs were being met on that day. That's how you can tell if your needs are being met. You feel great. When your needs are met, you always feel good.
0: Now, a great message here is putting this into a B and I perspective too. Yeah. That your members of your chapter are there for different needs. Exactly. Now, um, yeah, a lot of people think you know money and referrals is the is the overriding factor. Some people are there for support. Some people are there for community. Some people are there to help service their clients with uh, with other people. Some people are there for the education. Uh, as, as some people are just there to to get out of their cave and uh, and and have a have a peer group to meet with on a regular basis because they're solopreneurs. Um, so people have different motivations for different things within our organization as well. So we need to know those things as leaders because the be-all and end all, not everyone's, believe it or not, not everyone's motivated by money within B and I, not everyone's motivated by by the referrals. That's a bonus. People like it, and people, you know, it's a byproduct of what we do as well. But uh we, you know, that is not the be all and end or maybe at the start of the um at the start of the uh uh start of their membership for a lot of people, but um yeah, they will be um, you know, really they're there for the support in the end. Uh and a lot of people are there for support the community and uh and being able to uh you know have those peers to actually lean on um because and and speak to people about similar things which they may not have. They might you know be working for themselves and and go home and see their family. There's no one really they can sort of talk business with and and that sort of thing for those business supports um, that we uh, that sometimes we need in business.
1: I think um, it's actually been one of, I guess, my biggest bugbears too as, as a BNI member is sometimes when you've got a, a challenge or an issue with a member, you'll look at their stats and you might need to address that and you'll say to them, well, you know something, you really should be doing differently because you're getting a lot of business out of this chapter, but that may actually not be what they're they're there for. And so really, that you're not getting through to the keeper by even saying that to them. You might need to talk about what it is that's going on for them, that they feel like they're not getting out of the chapter that's creating the issue with their performance. And I think what you've actually brought um, up today, and, and Brent talks about it all the time, don't you? You talk about people join for the for the um, referrals, but they end up staying for a whole bunch of different reasons. I think, Jeff, you've really just pulled it apart for us. I hope people that are listening will share that with chapter members to understand that we really need to work out what... Each member is in the chapter four before we make a blanket rule about how we run the chapter. And that's especially for new leadership teams coming in. You know, get to know your chapter members, do the one-to-ones, ask them the question. You know, what is BNI to you? What, what would your life look like without BNI? I love that question. I know for me, there would be a massive void in my life without BNI, and it's not financially. So I think yeah. um, it's just a great point that you brought to us today through the podcast.
0: So Jeff, just before we wrap things up, Jeff, um, what would be your uh, your biggest uh, your biggest point from your uh, that people will get from uh, from your book, becoming a high quality leader?
2: It's one point, but there's two aspects of it. What they the biggest thing they'll get is they'll understand what those five needs are that drive all human behavior. The key to that, once you understand that, is it's the key to your relationships, not only with um, work colleagues, but with your personal relationships as well. It's no different. And so once they've exposed themselves to understanding what those five needs are and they become front of mind in everything they do, everything they do, every aspect of their life will be better. This happens to be a book about becoming a high quality leader. I'm not talking just in business. We lead the people we live with. We lead um, our families. We lead our friends. Um, we take a leadership role all the time.
0: Fantastic. And where can people find this book?
2: Just uh, it's an, it's an e-book and it's available on Amazon Australia.
0: And we like to, um, and we will put a link in our uh, in our social media. And if you don't follow us already on social media for this podcast, um, be and the Australian Story podcast on Facebook. And we share our episodes when they come up each week and, uh, and handy links as well. Just before we let you go, Jeff, we get all our guests, as you probably know um, by listening to this podcast, to, to give us a tip for success with MBI, and um, we'd like you to share yours today.
2: It's a, it's a fairly simple one I, in some ways I've mentioned it already. Um, it's use the system. It's a tried and true system. Use the system. Giver's gain works. Don't, don't be a taker in the system. Be a giver, and you will get the best out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny our guests, we hear so much, a very similar thing from most of our guests, Veronica, yeah. uh, that, we, uh, that we give us, you know, the us gain always comes back to and work in the system. Thank you, Jeff, uh, for coming on today. It's been great to uh, talk about your book, talk about a bit of leadership and, um, and where can people find you if they need to uh, contact you?
2: Yeah, They can uh, find me on Riviera Counseling uh, There's a website, and uh, it's fairly easy to find just www.rivieracounseling.com.au.
0: Yep, fantastic! Thank you, Jeff, and um, we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks,
2: Jeff. Well, see you tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Brent, um, and what a great start! I know that we've uh, we were very organized at the end of last year, and we had pre recorded a couple of the episodes at the end of the year, but this is our first one together. Um, as we're starting 2022, how do you ask people to come out of holiday mode and into BNI mode? What's the trick?
0: Um, set so yourself some goals that you want to achieve is really good uh, as first up. So what do you want to get out of 2022 and what do you want to get out of b i in 2022? And a lot of people sets, set their goals, but I ask those people, okay, you've set your goals, what are you doing about those goals? Because a lot of people within BNI say they want more of this, they want more of that, they want to, they want more people in their chapter, they want more income from their chapter. Okay, that's great, but what are you doing about that? And it all starts with uh, that person you look in the mirror every morning, and uh, uh, as you as you clean your teeth, and uh, that's the person that starts with. So set those goals and and do what you have to do uh, to achieve the achieve what you want and work out. Okay. I've set these goals, what am I going to do to add to this to uh, to help improve my b experience in 2022? And, you know, what we find in our organisation is, and it all comes back to, you know, b i is the ultimate win-win situation. Uh, we hear it all the time uh, that, you know, yeah, B&I wins by itself, wins by more members coming in because we make more income. That's a given. But um, members win. Why more people in the organisation? Because the seat value goes up. People stay longer. We retain members longer because there's more opportunities in the room, and uh, you know, and it becomes a better use of a person's time. And in our region alone, a chapter of uh, thirty members and our uh, thirty members to fifty members, the seat value is doubled for the same uh, for the same time, the same uh, fees paid the same amount of time put into the group, the same amount of meetings attended, nothing changes between uh, a 30-member chapter and a 50-member chapter of your actual input into the system. But the only thing that does change is the value doubles. So, you know, wouldn't it be worth your while to have more people around you? So, you know, the best way to uh, to, to win out of networking is to, one, get better at it, uh, which we've got a lot of resources in being our business builder and our trainings, et cetera, and two, build it in front of more people. And that's a, you know, that's what we need to get to reach those goals. And, you know, things become, become a lot easier. Um, less people leave because they're, they're so committed. Um, our bigger chapters have less turnover than our smaller chapters, amazingly, because people feel that they, they're there and they, they can't afford to leave because they get so much out of it. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Everyone needs more business. And this is a really smart way of doing business.
1: Well, I've really looked forward to doing our first podcast today. And thank you again, Steve, for being back on board with us for 2022. We couldn't do it without you, our podcast producer. Now, I know, Brent, I didn't ask you what your tip for the week was because we've actually done quite a long podcast. But did you have one prepared for us for for today?
0: I'd just like to go back to what I said at the start. Um, You know, there's, there's a lot of hysteria out there. Media's gaslighting everyone. Rise above the hysteria. Unpack it with facts, and you know, and do what you know is right because uh, you know there's a lot of gaslighting going on out there. We're better than that, and um, let's do what we need to do. Do it safely. We know how to do it safely and how to do it properly. So just get into it, and you know, just do the right thing, and it won't be a problem.
1: Well, thank you very much to all of our members for supporting the B&I Australian Story podcast. Please share it with your chapter members and we'll be back next week for episode number 78.